G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Welcome to another Wednesday Tech Talk. And yep, we're only just sliding in there late on a Wednesday Arvo, but it's still Wednesday, so it counts. Uh, I just want to start off by saying thanks to any of the UNE students that came out to the farm today, had a bit of a look at the operation and um, saw what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do out there. I know it's a bit rough, it's not the greatest show in the world, but we do the best we can with what we've got, and at the end of the day, our biggest limiting resource is capital, followed by phosphorus, and then a little bit of sulphur, and chloride, as it turns out. That was a bit of a left-field question thrown at me from one of the professors. Um, Traditionally, I've worked with soils where chlorides are fairly high, particularly at depth, and I'd never actually um, considered that I may be chloride deficient. And sure enough, I got home, checked my soil tests, and I am. So um, we'll be doing something about that in the next spray. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today we're here to talk about potassium. Yes, that's right, the long-awaited potassium episode, which I'm sure you've all been dying to hear about. So potassium is your third major nutrient and it's that third number across when you look at the analysis on a bag of fertiliser, you've got your N, P, K and then S. And it's normally a big fat zero because not a lot of fertilisers in the Australian market contain potassium and that's because most of our soils are actually fairly, you know, well off for potassium. There's normally a fair bit of it there, although ironically not a lot of it is plant available But even then, we generally have enough to get by and enough to do the job. So potassium deficiency in Australia is actually reasonably rare, but it definitely does occur and it is about, uh, particularly in areas where a lot of hay production has gone on in the past. See, while potassium isn't actually used to make organic compounds uh, like your nitrogen and your phosphorus, it is used a lot in the cells themselves and... uh, Because when you are making hay, you're taking away a lot of plant biomass, a lot of those cells, a lot of material, it really strips the potassium out of your soil. So one of the upsides there is that manure really helps replenish it because, you know, what are cattle eating? They're eating straw, they're eating hay, they're eating products that are very high in potassium, and that really helps get your K back into your soil and uh, boost those levels. So circling back, what is that potassium actually doing in your plant? Well, it serves a few key functions there. It's helping with cation and anion balance. It's helping with cell expansion. Uh, so one of the one of the things that you'll see in gardeners, you know, if they want a nice big fat tomato, they'll throw a bit of potassium at it. Actually, I think it happens a lot in horticulture. Uh, I've got a mate who's an agro. He used to be a banana farmer and, you know, each year they'd go around and chuck out a handful of muriate of potash or something like that, another potassium-type product at the base of each of the trees and, yeah, help to grow nice, big, juicy fruit. Um, So it helps with cell expansion, increasing that fruit size, helps with photosynthesis and respiration and, um, yeah, also can help to improve the uh, tolerance of cold and disease. Uh, which, you know, two things that are always smashing crops in wintertime. 
So what can you do to correct a deficiency? Well, you know, there's things like murate of potash, sulfate of potash, uh, those potassium-type products. You can use a starter with a potassium in it. Uh, They're the main ones. And then, of course, there's the foliar strategies. And this is something we've seen in pulses a lot, you know, chickpeas, faba beans, um, those sort of crops where we aren't necessarily potassium deficient in the soil, but whether the plant can actually take up enough to really make its genetic potential is um, something that I guess we've called into question because we found that foliar sprays of a potassium type product, uh, so potassium carbonate, pot nitrate, those sort of things, uh, can really help to boost the yield of those crops. Um, you know, it's timed at flowering. And not only do we find that the seeds are bigger, we find that there is more grain and that there's um, more grain per pod. So more pods, more grain in your pods and bigger grain. So, you know, overall, it's just absolutely really helping boost those yields. As I said, uh, most of the research that I've seen has been done in chickpeas and fibres, but I'm pretty keen to keep doing some of that research myself and expand on it and um, push further on into doing, uh, you know, more trials in other pulses, mung beans um, and other crops. I also had a similar response in linseed in the past, got a pretty good yield kick out of uh, potassium carbonate. So, look, it's that, that's basically it. That's potassium uh, you know, your third key nutrient overall, mainly we've got plenty of it in the soil, uh, but there's also, you know, can be deficient in spots and sometimes even if there is enough in the soil, we may not be getting enough into our plant. Oh, which is the other one I should mention, uh, because it is tied up in your, uh, in your cells and um, building the actual plant matter, it is critical for straw strength. So if you've got crops that like to lodge, maybe you're potassium deficient um, or maybe you're just growing too good of a crop. Who knows? But, you know, that can be a strategy to help reduce lodging to increase that level of potassium. So that's basically it. Potassium, increase it through manure, through fertiliser um, or, uh, yeah, or a foliar spray. So anyway, that's me done. I'm going to go look up how to treat chloride deficiency in durum wheat, which uh, ironically, had I used muriate of potash, I would get chlorides anyway because that's a potassium chloride. So anyway, until next time, keep checking out our YouTube, Instagram, Facebook page, all that sort of stuff. Share the podcast with a mate if you find it interesting or enjoyable. I got to catch up with one of the listeners at the Gundawindi GRDC update last week, so it was good talking to you, and glad you're enjoying the show. Always welcome any tips, tricks, suggestions, that sort of thing. Currently trying to get more guests on to interview, and yeah, it's just, that's a fair bit of work, and this obviously isn't my main gig, just a bit of a hobby on the side, so it takes a bit to line things up. But anyway, until next time, keep at it.